Welcome to Crazy Day, where I explore my own curiosity and invite you along for the ride. Ready to go? Way back at the start of this podcast project of mine, I said I wanted to start some experiments with this show, that I wanted to try to fail and play around with different ideas. So far, most of my episodes have been me sharing some thoughts or musings on a topic that's been on my mind. But this week, I'm going to step outside of the box I've been building for myself. So in the true spirit of a crazy day, let's see what happens if I go explore something new and try a story time episode. And if you want to learn more about the context of the term crazy day around these parts, go check out episode one. All right, let's go. Life can be an adventure or it can be a nightmare. But sometimes the only difference is the energy we bring to the opportunity in front of us. For years, I used to travel to visit our customers. Because these trips were scheduled around their needs, I didn't have a lot of choice on when the trips occurred, which meant sometimes I had to travel when I didn't want to. Sometimes this even meant I wound up having to back out of promises or commitments I'd made at home to travel instead. This was the nature of my work for many years, and I'm somewhat ashamed to say that I missed more than a few nights and weekends with my family, including some holidays and other important occasions. One year, I had to travel back from a trip on Valentine's Day. When I realized this, I checked with my wife to see what she thought. She gave it her blessing, so long as I was home sometime that day to be with her. At this time in our lives, she was in full mommy mode, with a bunch of young kids in the house. My travel routine meant that she was already alone with them more than I liked, and I knew that this was taking its toll on her. I've always prided myself on being a man of my word, but I had slid into this lifestyle where, when work called, my word to her and my family would take a back seat. That year, I promised I would be home on Valentine's Day, and then I booked a flight home that landed late that afternoon. I even had a secret plan in place. See, when it comes to Valentine's Day, my wife is a simple woman. She doesn't care much about fancy dinners or jewelry. She likes flowers, but if she wants anything, she wants chocolates. She's also, though, something of a chocolate snob. She doesn't prefer the chocolates you can get in the grocery store, like Russell Stover caramels or those boxes of mystery chews. No, my lady likes the good stuff from a proper chocolatier, if I can find one at least. And it just so happened that there was a bougie one in the terminal of the Indianapolis airport near my arrival gate. So my plan was to land around four, grab some fancy chocolates, leave the security zone, and head home, crowned as the hero that I was, you know. Now obviously, since I'm telling this story years later, you've got to be guessing that that's not how things went down. Spoiler alert, you're right. That fateful day, I was supposed to fly from Lincoln, Nebraska to Chicago O'Hare Airport, where I had a layover for maybe an hour or so, and then I was going to catch a short shuttle flight to Indianapolis. As I recall, the airline had a single plane that flew back and forth between the two airports, so I was just going to catch one of the jumps. As I arrived in Lincoln that morning, there were TVs in the terminal showing, among other things, the national weather forecasts. 
Perhaps as a seasoned traveler, I should have paid closer attention to those screens, but I've always operated under the principle that the weather's going to do what the weather does, and I would just deal with it as it came to me. If it came to me. No use worrying about it in advance, you know? Now, that being said, in hindsight, there was an awful lot of white and lavender colors on the radar over the Midwest that day. Once I got to Chicago, I checked my flight status for the shuttle home. Hmm. It was delayed by about 15 minutes, but no big deal. I'll still have plenty of time to grab those chocolates and get home in time to keep my promise. I grabbed some food, and when I got to my gate, my flight was delayed yet another 20 minutes. Basically, Indianapolis was getting pounded by a snowstorm, and they'd grounded all their planes. Since the way this shuttle system works is that a single plane jumps back and forth between the two airports, the plane that I'm supposed to get on in Chicago is still sitting on the ground in Indianapolis. If that plane can't take off, I don't have a plane to get on. Even though the weather in Chicago is clear, I'm stuck. Eventually, the gate agent announces that our flight has been delayed so long that our departure time is now running into the scheduled departure time of the next shuttle run, and those people are now showing up for their flight. Long story short, they're canceling our flight, and they tell us we have a few options. Option one, we can stick around, and maybe, maybe, they'll find a seat for us somewhere. But with the weather, that's not seeming too likely. Option two, we can leave the airport and stay overnight in Chicago, and then come back in the morning where they'll get us on a flight. Now, that was tempting, but I'd promised my girl I'd be back for Valentine's Day with chocolates, damn it, and I wasn't going to break another promise this year. Option three, rent a car and drive to Indianapolis, which was about three hours away, in in normal weather at least, with the caveat that if we were going to do that, we should probably do it soon, as there was probably going to be a rush on cars because a lot of travelers were being impacted by the storm. And all of a sudden, this is starting to look a little bit like a nightmare, isn't it? But then something magical happened. See, there was like five of us standing in a clump listening to the gate agent go through these options. When she mentioned the rental car, the five of us strangers locked eyes and literally almost without a word gave each other a series of knowing glances. We started pointing at each other as if to say, I'm down. Are you down? You want to do this? And really, without much more than that, we all grabbed our bags and started speed walking through the terminal towards the rental car area. We were all a bit stressed given everything already, and we were all still strangers, and so I broke the ice by introducing myself and asking everyone's name. I jokingly asked if any of us were axe murderers, and everyone denied that they were, but that at least got us a few nervous chuckles. As we descended the escalator towards the rental car area, I casually mentioned that this kind of scenario is the way that both the best comedy and horror movies begin. And with that, the ice broke, laughs erupted, and I think we all decided that this was just going to be an adventure. In hindsight, I suppose, if they were crazed murderers, they would have had to have packed their chainsaws and hockey masks in the check bags anyway, and they were stuck on the plane. So I figured we probably were safe. 
The biggest car I could get was a mid-sized sedan, which was kind of tight for five grown adults, but we were really just excited to finally be heading home. Friendly chatter filled the car as we made our way south, eventually running into the storm ourselves. Originally, I was just going to take everyone to the airport in Indy, since that was where we would have been going anyway. But it turned out that many of my new friends lived on the way, and so I just dropped them off as I made my way south instead of having their loved ones drive through the snow down the very road we were already driving down anyway. The roads got progressively worse as we got closer to town, but about five hours later, I pulled into the airport with my one remaining travel buddy, and I dropped the car off. Except the bougie chocolates were inaccessible to me on the other side of the security checkpoint. So that plan was shot. I guess just the latest to be added to the list. I still had an hour or more drive home on some snowy roads, and I was increasingly unsure if I was going to even get home on Valentine's Day like I'd promised. I got to my truck, dug her out of the snow at the airport parking lot, and then crept home on some truly treacherous roads that night, eventually making it to the town where we lived at around 11.15. By this point, the excitement of the day's adventures was wearing off, as was the adrenaline of driving on snowy highways with big trucks and overconfident drivers. I was only a few minutes from home, but I didn't have chocolates. And the only place still open at that time of night where I could find some was, yeah, the grocery store. And the only brand they carried? Yeah, it was Russell Stover, most of which had been picked over by then. I found a box I thought my wife would find the least offensive, and then went to find some flowers. But at 11.15pm on Valentine's Day, you're not looking for the perfect rose bouquet, as much as you were looking for the least wilted one, and that's what I got. The exhaustion and disappointment must have started to show in my face as I plodded up to the checkout line. I muttered something about needing to be home by midnight, but the cashier simply gave me a compassionate nod. I paid for my token gifts and drove home. Just before midnight on Valentine's Day that year, I stumbled into my home. I didn't get greeted with a scream and a kiss. I wasn't crowned the returning hero. Whatever dinner she had made for us was no longer warm, but cold and in a Rubbermaid container in the refrigerator. The lights were out. The house was quiet. Everyone was asleep, as I would expect from an exhausted mom and kids at darn near midnight. But I'd kept my promise. I was home on Valentine's Day and with chocolates to boot. I carried my things upstairs and set my bags down and with the last bit of energy I had, nudged my sleeping wife awake and gave her a kiss on the forehead. Hmm? Oh. Oh, hi. You're home. Yeah, baby. It's 11.50. I'm a little late, but I made it back on Valentine's Day like I promised. I also got you some chocolates and flowers. Hmm? Oh. Okay, thank you. Why don't you come to bed now? And then she fell asleep. Moments later, I joined her too. 
finally warm under the blankets, I, I drifted off looking out the window with the snow piled up. It had given me its best shot, but I smiled knowing that, despite everything it threw at me, I made it home. I kept my promise, and I even had something of an adventure in the process. So that's it for this episode of Crazy Day. Thank you so much for making it to the end if you're still listening to this. Hopefully you enjoyed my first story time episode. This was a fun one. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the other ones that you've heard and you haven't done so already, I would really appreciate it if you would hit the share button and share this with a friend or put it on your social media feed or wherever you put these things. If your podcast player supports such things, I sure would appreciate it if you'd give it a rating or a review on Apple. But regardless of what you choose to do or don't, I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you on the next episode of Crazy Day. I promise.